0: So I'm going to do something that we normally don't do, and I hope you understand why I'm doing it. Uh, we, we do have a very special guest on the telephone right now who called in, which I am incredibly appreciative of. Hello, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Uh, good afternoon. How are you? I am wonderful. I am appreciative of the fact that you're calling in, and first of all... Uh, I, I, You're so busy, I don't know that you'd recall, but I was at City Hall, I don't know, it was about two weeks yep. ago, and you honored me. Mm-hmm. We had a nice conversation. You even proclaimed December 19th as Steve Dale Day in Chicago. So thank you so much for that incredible honor, which now I understand does not happen every day anymore. So I want to very publicly say thank you.
1: Oh, you are most welcome and well-deserved.
0: Well, thank you for that. The largest fireworks display ever. Now, I'm from here. I don't remember a fireworks display anything like what you described today. And actually, we've had John Murray on. We had him on a couple of days ago. We had him on again today, executive producer of New Year's Eve Blast Chicago, a member of Choose Chicago, so he's helping to produce that display. So, he gave up the heads he gave us the heads up on it days ago. Tell us a little about the display. First of all, it goes from Navy Pier, I know, on the east side, to where on the west side?
1: Um, it goes down uh, west uh, to uh, along the Riverwalk. Um, there are going to be fireworks that go off at different bridges and other stops along the way. Um, we wanted to make sure that people could enjoy it but do it safely, which is why it's really spread out and not concentrated in, in one area. But I think it will be a, a great opportunity for those who choose to um, go downtown and, and watch it live.
0: Well, I must ask you, in all honesty, so choose to go downtown, taking the CTA, the red line, the brown line, the green line, am I forgetting some, uh, the blue line, the orange line, I think I've got them all now, there might be safety considerations, even when taking the trains. I take them all the time, so I see what goes on. Uh, are you concerned about that?
1: I'm not. Um, number one, our trains are safe, um, and in anticipation of having... You know, larger crowds that typically happen. and think people are smart about not driving on New Year's, particularly if they're going to uh, be imbibing uh, alcohol. Uh, we have uh, additional support and patrols that are going to be on stations, on platforms, on the trains. So there should be no safety issue uh, riding the CTA uh, for uh, New Year's Eve. But, you know, <clears throat> look, we are in the middle of a surge of uh, Omicron variant, that the likes of which we really haven't seen before. And so I suspect that some people will say, you know what, I'm pretty good at home. I'll turn on the TV, uh, watch it uh, from the comfort of my living room.
0: And the fireworks display, by the way, that we're talking about, which starts at midnight, will be broadcast on WGN. I've heard those call letters before. WGN.
1: WGN? Yes, on WGN yes, right. TV. Uh, yeah, starts at uh, um, midnight. Uh, it's a five-minute uh, A display and it'll be over and then people can go about their business and uh, wish themselves and their loved ones happy new year
0: now you said something at your press conference about your mom Uh, if you were to go and do something just really silly and stupid as a child i don't even want to try to quote it exactly you know what you said and you express concern about kids just coming downtown and i'm talking kids uh with the intent of making trouble
1: Well, look, I I think uh, a couple of things, you know, I grew up in a small town and everybody knew everybody. So if I did something um, stupid, it was it was to my parents ears before I even got home. (laughs) So um, I I knew that and and I conducted myself accordingly. But, you know, what I want to make sure is that uh, our kids, obviously, from anywhere that they live are welcome uh, downtown, but they've got to do so with respect for others. Um, They've got to do so with respect for people and property, themselves, their peers, or anybody else that they come into contact with. And as a parent, I wouldn't send my 13-year-old downtown unaccompanied. I'd make sure that I or another responsible adult uh, was there and had eyes on um, her or any of her her friends. Um, And I think we have a right to expect the same thing from parents and guardians across our city. Yeah, absolutely. You should enjoy um, the wonderful things that are happening all across our city every single day uh, of the year. And this year, this season is no different. But we got to do it in a way that makes sure that we're teaching our children how to uh, behave in public and adhering to basic community norms. And unfortunately, we've seen a, um, too many kids that are coming downtown, unaccompanied, even in circumstances where the parents just drop them off and, uh, I guess, hope for the best. That's not okay. That's not appropriate. It's not being responsible. And it's not teaching our people, our our kids, how to become responsible adults. So come down if you want, have fun, um, but be respectful. And if folks um, step out of line, they're disorderly um, or worse, um, they're engaged in criminal conduct, there's going to be real accountability and swiftly.
0: Will there be accountability? So the police officers do their job and and the person is arrested for whatever they do, but then at least over the course of the past year and a half, it seems they're right back out on the street.
1: Well, look, we definitely have an issue with violent, dangerous people uh, being let back out on the street, um, whether on bond or electronic monitoring. And I've made no secret about the fact that I think that a significant problem and is causing a, having a destabilizing effect um, in neighborhoods and really putting way too many people at risk. I'm not going to stop talking about that issue because it continues to be a persistent problem. But more and uh, more to the point, these violent, dangerous people who are um, charged with things like murder, um, attempted murder, uh, kidnapping, um, carjacking uh, with a weapon, of course, they're entitled to a presumption of innocence. Of course, they're entitled to uh, their day in court. That's sacrosanct. But they're not entitled to come back into the community and wreak havoc. What gets lost in the shuffle many times is the fact that we've got victims and witnesses out there who put themselves at risk to come forward and provide information that leads to those charging decisions they need to be protected to, as does every other resident in our city. It does not make us safer, as we have right now, 2,300 people charged with crimes of violence that are out on electronic monitoring. They're not being monitored. There are no community supports uh, that they're um, accountable for. And that makes our community less safe. So I'm not going to stop talking about that. I'm going to continue to push our county partners, because these are decisions that are made uh, by the criminal court judges. I'm going to keep pushing them and highlighting this and encouraging anybody who cares about safety in our city to do the same. But we've got to find a way that we can work together on this issue. And we're, we're at a tipping point. They're just the cumulative effect of letting this many violent, dangerous people out on the street is making all of us less safe, full stop.
0: Amen. And I think Chicago listening to you, um, I'm emotional just hearing it, but their words is the problem. And the text that I've gotten over and over, I mean, you can't imagine, of course you probably can, how many texts I am receiving, Mayor. And the question, it seems, being asked most often is if the kids are doing bad things, sometimes at the age of 13 or 14, and they're carjacking, can a law be created where the parents are actually held responsible?
1: Well, look, I think we have the tools that we need right now to hold parents responsible. And that's something that we're also talking not only to the criminal courts, but the state's attorney about as well. We can't just... Uh, keep doing the same old thing and think we're going to get a different uh, result we are the chicago police department is unfortunately regularly arresting juveniles for carjacking where they've got four five six cases already pending so why are we putting them right back in to the same set of circumstances when we know they're not getting the intervention that is necessary to put them on a different and better path and I'm not saying lock people up and, and certainly not juveniles and throw away the key. Violent, dangerous adults, oh, yes, I want them to be locked up. I want them locked up pending trial. But for the kids, we've got to have different interventions. But we can't ignore the fact that some of these kids are repeating the same criminal acts over and over again. And whoever it is, the parent, the guardian, whatever the re- adult is in their life, is clearly not doing what is necessary to put that kid on the right path. There's lots of different interventions that we could use. I'm encouraging the courts to take us up on my offer that we will provide those community-based supports. So there's real supervision for these juveniles that has to be done. And I'm hoping that we're going to get there. We formed a working group with uh, a number of judges, um, but time is of the essence. This is not something where we can contemplate our navel for months and months on end. We've got to act and act swiftly. Time
0: is of the essence is the thing because, Tomorrow, someone's going to die, you know? I mean, time is certainly of the essence. And and the thing about what you're saying, Mayor, is that I, I can't represent every Chicagoan, but I think most people, most people absolutely agree. They want to hear you say this, everything you said, and incidentally, so articulately. They want to hear you say this every day until something is done. Let me ask you one more question, and then I'll let you run. What has been the best thing about being mayor?
1: Well, you know, there, there are so many great things about being mayor, even in the midst of a lot of challenging and in the circumstances that are probably the most challenging that every, any mayor has faced in the last two years. I would say the thing that really I carry with me and use it as uh, motivation and energy is when I have the opportunity to hear from someone about how we've been able to make a difference in their lives, um, you know, whether it's the guy who yelled on the street that because of our the way that we reform fines and fees, that he was able to get his license back, get a car, get a job. You know, I'll, I'll remember that guy probably for the rest of my life, somebody that was in a, a big white car um, back in the summer of 2020 uh, down in Inglewood, or the, the, the parents who um, are able to help their children uh, because they've been able to stay in a job, the small business owners. You know, those moments that are quiet moments that don't get a lot of publicity, that's what gives me fuel to do my job every day and, they, and and lets me know that we're on the right track. When you know that you're helping people, that you're making a difference in the quality of their lives, I think if you're a true public servant, that's what you long for. And that's what keeps me going.
0: Can I ask you one more question? Only one more?
1: <laughs> okay.
0: How's Hank? <laughs>
1: Hank is good. Um, he's going to the groomer tomorrow, so, uh-huh. um, but uh, he, he's good. i got to tell you, it's just a joy and a blessing to have a dog as lovely as Hank. He's um, uh, five years old now, but still has that energy of a puppy, and we just love, love, love having him as part of our family. So well, thank you for asking.
0: Well, I noticed the smile, too, and the laughter when I just mentioned him. So when you come home after a day of being mayor— and I can't imagine what that is like. And you come home, you walk through your door, and the dog greets you with the same greeting. It wouldn't matter whether you're, you know, frankly, a homeless person, whether you're Oprah Winfrey or the mayor of Chicago. Dogs love us always. Does that put a smile on your face? And does that oh, is that kind of a therapy of sorts?
1: It, it, it does. And I always hear him before I see him, right? He has a keen sense of... uh of hearing so he knows when somebody's coming up on the porch he always comes and he's got a little uh, toy in his mouth um, tail wagging and uncontrollably yeah I mean it's 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 a great thing and it lets me know I'm home this is my sanctuary uh, this is my family this is these are my people.
0: Well my best to Amy Hank of course and a uh, best of health to you and your entire family. And from us at WGN, and I know I am speaking for the entire radio station, uh, the happiest and healthiest new year.
1: Thank you, you too. And everyone, take care of yourselves, take care of your health, uh, and give your loved ones that love and and tender treatment that we all want and we all need, uh, particularly in this time of year and this time that we've been going through. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you. Take care.
0: Thank you.